Good morning, and welcome to the Dance to Learn podcast with your host, Jessica Strong. The Dance to Learn podcast is the place for dance educators and studio owners to get the best dance teacher resources, tips, and advice to help you dance, learn, and grow right along with your students. Let's get into today's episode. So today is an exciting episode. I put a poll out on both my Instagram and Facebook accounts a couple weeks ago, and I asked all of you, my listeners, what you feel is the biggest challenge with teaching preschool-aged dances. And a lot of your toughest challenges came up frequently or were very similar in nature. And so I think I've pinpointed this to four, four big challenges that you've all experienced when it comes to teaching preschool dance. And I'm sure there's more. So if you have a challenge I didn't address today, I will let you know how to get in contact with me at the end of today's episode. But I'm excited to address these four challenges and hopefully can provide you with some solutions. So let's take a peek here. The first challenge This one actually came up multiple times. So I wanted to address this one first um, because it appears that this is one that a lot of you might be struggling with. So this struggle is that your dancers are getting too tired to want to practice their recital dances. Let's just say they've been having so much fun in dance class that they are worn out by the end of class when you wanna practice their dances. And so I think the resolution to this might actually be twofold. I have two different solutions for you depending on how you have your classes structured. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So my first question is I want you to ask yourself is when do you like to practice your recital dances during your class? Do you wait until the end of class or do you practice earlier in your class flow? So that's my first question for you. My second question is how? How are you teaching and practicing the dances? Are you demonstrating and teaching without music first and then playing the music? Or do you just play the music and have your kids follow along? So that's my second question. And I'm going to cover both of these today. So in my classes, I always wait until the end of class to practice our recital dances. And I do that because I want to be sure that I am still completing our full routine and class flow each and every week. So most of my classes practice their recital routines at the end of class, and it's not an issue. And this is entirely because of how I teach and practice, which I will discuss next. But that being said, I do have one class in particular this session where I feel they would benefit from practicing their routine closer to the start of class rather than waiting until the end of class. So to give you an idea, if you're new to the Dance to Learn podcast, in my class flow, I always start class sitting down in our learner's circle, and we do a brain dance warm-up. And I will continue doing that um, because I like that structure, uh, and it's a good way to wake up our bodies for dance class each week. But what I might do with this group is... After that, we usually stand up and we practice some standing, non-traveling movements like our plies, our tendus, our piques, etc. 
And it's during this first part of class, right after our brain dance, right after we warm up our muscles and we come into class and get excited, it's during that part of class where I might practice with my one group because they're really, really little. And so I think I'm going to adjust my class flow with them and focus that time on our recital dance. So I'm instead of waiting until the end of class, I am going to move it up and do it a little bit earlier with that age group. So that would be my first bit of advice for you is if you're waiting till the end of class and your dancers are tired, maybe just try moving your recital practice time up to an earlier slot in your class flow so that they can be more attentive and focused on you and practice it earlier in, in the routine. But now let's talk about the second part and this is how I teach and practice my recital dances. So. In my classes, I try to make everything a game. I don't have rules necessarily. I mean, I have rules, but I present them in a way that this is a game that we're playing because I want my students to have fun rather than having to worry about all of these rules and regulations in their preschool dance classes. So what I try to do is create fun and unique ways to fill in my expectations without them either getting discouraged because they're getting in quote-unquote trouble a lot or they're bored because there are so many rules and regulations that they're not having fun anymore. So when it's time to learn our recital dance, we play a game of Copy Miss Jessica. And this is a big copycat game. And before I even start anything, I ask the dancers, who are we going to copy today? Are we going to copy Emily? And they might say, yes. And I might say, no, we're not going to copy Emily. Are we going to copy Max? No. Are we going to copy Everly? No. Then who are we going to copy? And I get them trained to the point where they say, you, Miss Jessica, we're going to copy you. So then what I want to do is I want to test their skills, their copying skills. I want to see how good are they at copying Miss Jessica. So we will do some really silly things like maybe we'll wiggle our arms or we'll shake our bums or we'll stick out our tongues. Just some really silly stuff that obviously isn't going to be in our recital dance. But if they're really good at copying, I say, wow, you guys are going to be so good at playing this game. And if they need more practice, I say, oh, you know what? I think we can copy Miss Jessica a little bit better. Let's try that one more time. But I'll tell you what, I rarely have to say that because 99% of the time they get it the first time because kids this age really enjoy copycat games. So if you might have to do it again, that's fine if it's the very first class, but usually once they're trained, they're pretty good at the copycat game. So after that, after we kind of wiggle and do some silly copycat moves, after that, I explain that I'm going to play a song and that we are going to put some dance moves together and they are going to copy the dance moves that Miss Jessica is doing. And I also remind them and I say, while the music is playing, I want you all to have super frozen mouths because some of the words in the song might be important and I don't want anyone to miss an important word. 
And what this does is this helps prevent those kids. You, We all have them. They're the kids who want to tell you a story while you're trying to focus on the recital piece and the music is playing and they're over there talking and not dancing and telling you what they had for dinner. So telling them to have a super quiet frozen mouth will help prevent that. So now let me tell you what I never do. One thing that I never do when it comes to teaching my recital dances, I never teach the dance without also playing the music at the same time. Because think about this, music provides energy. Even if it's a slower song, if your dancers are getting bored or restless or they're not focusing or you feel like they're tired, they may be craving that extra energy that the recital music may provide. So once we are ready to play the copycat game, I will play the music and I'll perform, let's say the first eight counts of the dance. And then I'll stop and I'll say one of two things. I'll say, wow, you guys were so good at copying Miss Jessica. So then I might also say, maybe we could practice a little bit more and let's copy Miss Jessica one more time and see if we can do it better the second time. So then I play the music again and I repeat those same eight counts. And that's it for week one. We practice twice. So we repeat the game twice in each class before we move on. And I very rarely repeat a third time because they will get bored. So unless we really, really need that practice, it's usually two times. And then each week as we come back, I add on an eight count to our copycat game. So our routine progressively gets longer. I don't do too much um, at one time. So each week I'll add one eight count onto our copycat routine, which is also our dance recital. And we'll do that until the dance is complete. But what I do every week is I go through that process of reminding them who we copy, and then we practice our silly moves, and then I remind them again to have those frozen mouths so we don't hear an important word in our song. And I do that each and every week as a reminder for them. But that's it. Hopefully one or both of those solutions are helpful for you and helps you keep your students more focused and engaged while they are learning their recital dances. The Dance to Learn podcast airs every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Leave a five-star review of the podcast and your review may be read on air for your chance to receive a $10 Amazon gift card. To be a guest on the podcast or for advertising inquiries, please email info at dancetolearn.co. Happy dancing!